Safety First, Preventing Perioperative Sharps Injuries by Hilary Richards and Tina Henderson. There are many workplace hazards in the perioperative setting, for example, surgical smoke, ergonomic concerns. But few may be as problematic and ever-present as Sharps injuries. Percutaneous tissue injuries, including those caused by needles, occur when a sharp item punctures an individual's skin. Healthcare workers, HCWs, who experience a needle stick injury, risk developing infections from blood-borne pathogens, such as the hepatitis B virus, the hepatitis C virus, or HIV. In 1987, researchers identified 21 unique conditions originating from needle stick and sharps injuries. And HCWs who experience such injuries can develop additional conditions, including depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, and adjustment disorder. Research findings from a small study in 1990 on long-term follow-up care for HCWs who had been exposed to HIV suggested that the psychological consequences of needle sticks can be long-standing, far-reaching, and capable of affecting the individual's personal and family life. Findings from a 2013 study involving 17 needle stick injuries to HCWs and other individuals, for example, law enforcement personnel, construction workers, showed that the severity of the psychiatric illnesses experienced after needle stick injuries were similar to other trauma-related psychiatric illnesses. However, the researchers noticed that the psychiatric symptoms lasted a shorter amount of time, for example, approximately nine months. Many HCWs are exposed to needles in the workplace, but those who routinely handle needles and sharps-containing devices are at an increased risk for percutaneous injuries. Results of a 2021 survey on needle stick and sharps injuries in Israel showed that 443, 53%, of the 844 responding HCWs had experienced injuries from sharp devices. The needle stick and sharps injuries occurred in a variety of locations, including at the bedside, in the OR, in an unspecified patient care department, and other locations. For example, kitchen, laundry area, waste room. 73, 17%, of the 437 respondents who indicated where the injury occurred experienced injuries in the OR, which represented 55% of the total injuries. The survey results also showed that needle stick and sharps injuries were underreported. For the task being performed at the time of injury, 82% of the injuries involved suturing in the OR. Needle stick and sharps injuries can affect a variety of HCWs, including first responders, environmental services, security, laboratory, and respiratory therapy personnel, surgeons, nurses, and students. In addition, injuries can occur before and during use of the device, as well as after use of the device, that is, during disposal. Scrub team members may experience an increased risk for needle stick injuries because of the invasive and time-consuming nature of surgery. In Iran, results of a 2018 questionnaire showed that all 306 participants had experienced a Sharps-related injury during their career, and 250, 
81.7%, had experienced a Sharps-related injury within the previous year. Study participants included nurses, surgical technologists, perfusionists, physicians, and anesthetists. During a 2019 national survey of surgical residents, 2,051, 27.7%, of 7,395 respondents indicated they had experienced a needle stick injury within the past six months, and 589, 28.7%, did not report the injury. The International Safety Center developed and maintains EpiNet, an electronic surveillance system, to, quote, measure, monitor, and analyze needle sticks and sharps injuries and occupational exposures to blood and body fluids, end quote. Data from 2020 indicate that 573, 43.7%, of 1,312 needle stick and sharps injuries occurred in the perioperative area, that is, OR and post-anesthesia care unit. Correspondingly, 308, 23.7%, of 1,301 injuries involved a suture needle. In 2000, Congress passed the Needle Stick Safety and Prevention Act, which required the Occupational Health and Safety Administration, OSHA, to revise the Bloodborne Pathogen Standard to include the following. 1. Definitions of terms, such as engineering controls and needleless systems. And 2. Requirements for employers. 2. Review and update exposure control plans to address engineered sharp devices and needleless systems. Document an annual consideration and implementation of new technologies. Establish and maintain a sharps injury log for percutaneous injuries and solicit input from non-managerial direct patient caregivers on engineering and work practice controls to prevent Sharps-related injuries and document the information in the facility's exposure control plan. Although OSHA added the required information to the Bloodborne Pathogen Standard in 2001 and manufacturers have since developed advanced safety-engineered Sharps devices, Needle stick and sharps injuries continue to occur in perioperative settings across the United States. Causes of perioperative needle sticks Causes of perioperative needle sticks are multifaceted and difficult to identify precisely. Adhering to the hierarchy of controls from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, should help perioperative personnel eliminate many workplace hazards. This hierarchy includes a methodical approach to address safety hazards. The preferred method for mitigation is elimination. However, in the perioperative environment, surgeons and perioperative personnel cannot eliminate or make substitutions for needles and other sharp devices. Manufacturers continue to use technology to develop novel safety-engineered devices, for example, sliding sheaths on hypodermic needles, blunt suture needles, to help personnel avoid needle stick and sharps injuries. Both experienced and novice personnel should support the addition of safety devices designed to provide positive changes and prevent injury in perioperative settings, and should consider using these safety-engineered devices to help mitigate workplace hazards. The effects of workplace stress can cause physical, for example, 
cardiovascular disease, musculoskeletal pain, obesity. Personal, for example, poor sleep habits, fatigue, alcohol abuse. And workplace, for example, increased staff member turnover. Consequences. Turnover in the workplace often leads to increased onboarding of employees, which may reduce overall safety, particularly patient safety. In 2012, researchers in China surveyed 458 nurses, 100 of whom were perioperative, and identified a significant relationship between burnout, for example, emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and Sharp's injuries. P is less than 0.05. Results of a 2017 survey of perioperative nurse perception of teamwork performance and mental stress in Japan showed that 38, 30.6%, of 124 RN circulators experienced mental stress during procedures. Findings from a 2020 study on the causes of needle stick and sharps injuries showed that a variety of factors contributed to such injuries for hospital HCWs, including stress, not paying attention, and device failure. Strategies to Consider Surgeons cannot eliminate or substitute the use of sharps, for example, hypodermic and suture needles, during procedures. The OSHA recommendation to use safety-engineered sharps coincides with the third level of the hierarchy of controls, using engineering controls to isolate personnel from a hazard. Current sharp safety-engineered controls for use during perioperative procedures include a wearable cuff for suture needles, blunt suture needles, and safety covers for hypodermic needles. Use of innovative safety technology, for example, wearable arm cuff, that allows the surgeon to load a suture needle and return it to a storage container on the cuff, can reduce needle stick injuries. Surgeons and perioperative personnel may not support use of sharp safety-engineered controls. However, they should use the available safety-engineered controls when hazards cannot be eliminated or substituted. Achieving successful implementation of new perioperative technology, such as safety devices, may be difficult. Perioperative leaders should convene an interdisciplinary team during the medical device product evaluation and selection process for safety-engineered sharps. The interdisciplinary team should include perioperative nurses who are familiar with safety concerns related to the type of device under evaluation. Inclusion of direct caregivers during the selection process will satisfy the requirements of the OSHA Bloodborne Pathogen Standard for identifying and implementing safety devices. The interdisciplinary team should use a decision support framework to review and summarize feedback from end users, compare products equally, perform a cost analysis, and assess the environmental impact of each product under consideration per purchase. The safety product selection process must include an evaluation period involving frontline caregiver representatives who anticipate using the product and have participated in education on using the proposed device correctly. When leaders include direct care personnel in the device selection process, they may support staff members' feelings of connectedness and help increase user acceptance when implementing the device after purchase. The interdisciplinary team should establish the length of the product evaluation period and collect data, 
for example, via paper form or electronic survey, on product performance. When required, the evaluation of the device should be completed in accordance with the requirements of an institutional review board and any associated review committees, for example, product evaluation. After introducing a new safety device for use in the clinical area, the interdisciplinary team should assess and evaluate user acceptance, monitor use of the device, and assess the effects of the device on Sharp's injuries. Additional education sessions or information may be necessary to implement new safety devices successfully in perioperative areas. In the absence of safety-engineered devices, perioperative personnel can use administrative controls, such as implementing a neutral zone, for example, a hands-free passing technique. Scrub personnel should identify the neutral zone, for example, instrument mat or pad. During the preoperative briefing, in addition, scrubbed team members should provide verbal notification when placing a sharp in the neutral zone. Personnel should use safe injection practices and avoid bending or recapping needles unless there are no other options or such action is required as part of the procedure. To help minimize change management challenges, for example, resistance to change, perioperative leaders also should include frontline personnel when implementing administrative controls. They must provide initial and ongoing education with competency verification for SHARP safety practices, and educate personnel when introducing new SHARP safety products or processes. The interdisciplinary team may be the key to facilitating open communication between perioperative staff members and leaders during process changes. Surgeons and perioperative leaders can play a vital role in creating a positive safety culture in the workplace. The surgeon and first assistant can model safe work practices in the OR and promote personnel and patient safety. The surgeon can encourage the use and implementation of safety-engineered devices and other administrative controls. An established mentorship program for perioperative leaders that focuses on developing interpersonal communication skills may prove essential to improving psychological safety in the workplace for the entire perioperative team. Frontline managers can support the mental health of their employees by 1. Recognizing and appreciating staff members' work and efforts to go beyond expectations. 2. Routinely interacting with staff members, especially when they return to work after an extended leave of absence. 3. Ensuring that mental health resources are widely available to staff members when needed. And 4. Evaluating the ratio of experienced employees to recently hired employees on the surgical team and assessing the pressures that recently hired team members may experience related to lack of time or knowledge. Another resource for personnel are Environmental Health and Safety, EHS, colleagues, who may provide a bridge between implementation of both a realistic safe work practice and satisfactory hazard controls particularly as it pertains to relevant regulatory bodies. Because of their focus on occupational safety, the facility's environmental concerns, and waste management, these EHS professionals often can act as a neutral third party to identify a risk mitigation process 
that is acceptable to both the at-risk employees and senior-level managers. Takeaways for perioperative nurses Percutaneous needle stick and sharps injuries pose risks to the overall health and well-being of perioperative personnel, and nurses should request needle stick hazard controls whenever and wherever they are needed. The successful implementation of these controls requires a willing and assertive perioperative team that can have open and honest discussions with external support personnel, such as mental health and EHS professionals. When a needle stick or sharps injury occurs, personnel should promptly report it to the employee or occupational health team for assessment, evaluation, and prophylactic care. Takeaways for perioperative nurse leaders and educators. Perioperative leaders should seek to build a culture of safety and should empower personnel to openly discuss safety concerns without fear of retribution. Educators should work to provide sharp safety information from a wide array of resources for both technical and interpersonal skills. These resources can include education sessions or information on new safety devices, new techniques, mentorship, or mental health.